Hi there, welcome back to the second episode of Hope Back Podcast, a series of episodes dedicated to James Bay's music and his most iconic songs. We'll try to go a little bit deeper into each of those songs, looking at the writing process, the inspiration, both musically and lyrically, and maybe a few technical things from the recording process. Why not? The song I've chosen for today is Wild Love from James' sophomore record, Electric Light. Before we go on to that, I want to take a minute just to thank you all so much for the kind words and support you've given me for the first episode I did about Let It Go. If you haven't heard that one yet, please do. It's right here on Spotify. It's backed with information about how it was recorded and my personal take on the meaning behind the words. I've said it before, I just do it for the fun of it, but having you all listen to it and share it all over social media has made it even easier for me to get back on the blank page on my computer and write this one out. So if you enjoy the first episode or maybe you're just here for the first time, please just take a moment to subscribe and follow the show here on Spotify and all over social media. Um, you can find me anywhere and everywhere as Team James Bay. My name is Laura and welcome to the show. Okay, so let's do a little exercise. It's 2018 and the year has just started. You're scrolling through your um, Twitter or Instagram feed and the video starts playing. It looks kind of like a couple standing outside of a bar maybe. And the girl says, let's go back, okay? And so they go back into the bar where the music is playing very loud. And oh, surprise, there's James standing outside of that door looking at his phone and the light hitting his face while a small clip of the song starts playing in the background, kind of like it's coming from the bar. This is a clip from the interlude that appears on the album as well. There's an intro and an interlude that kind of tie all the stories together and I really do love the records do that. It takes me back to the 90s when I think that everyone that I was listening to kind of was doing that thing where they had little spoken clips between the songs that gave you more of an insight of what the song was about. Um, so now we have two clips of this before the release. I think there were two. I mean, that's the amount that I could find. And it's been kind of a pain tracking them down. So I'll post them to my account on Instagram later this week when the episode is out. Let's go back. Yeah. So let's go back to that little exercise. This was February 8th, uh, 2018, and the song, the first single from the album, comes out. Wild Love, it's the first glimpse at James 2.0, the new and exciting era that Electric Light was. Since Chaos and the Calm, which was the first album, James had been touring for about four years, and by the end of 2016, the tour was over. So right after the holidays, James got back to the studio to write and record all the songs. He worked with John Green on this process, which is now a close friend of his and has worked with him ever since the first EP ever saw the light of day. Um, and they took most of 2017 to do so and claimed to have been pretty happy with how things turned out. So they went and recorded the demo version of all the songs, which with the technology that we all have access to, um, 
it's pretty much the final version of the songs. And like I said, they were pretty happy with how it sounded. But through somebody on the record label, um, Paul Edworth got to hear the material and he was really interested in it. Um, in case you don't know him, Paul is a multiple Grammy Award winner. He's produced songs for, I don't know, Adele, Florence and the Machine, uh, Lord, Coldplay, Maroon 5. It's, you, you get the idea. He's a pretty big deal. So he said to James something like, look, I think that you can put this, this music out and it's going to be perfect. It's just, it's ready to go out. But I do know that you have a little bit of time on your hands. So let me try something out and let's see if you like it. And if you do, we can work together on it. See All right, so what you just heard, it's uh, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. To show you a little bit of the approach that Paul has to producing, most of what you hear, it's a multi-track Adele stamping on a mic'd wooden step on the studio that he works on, uh, which is hollow and has a lot of cables running underneath. Um, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the studio that he works in and some of the songs that James wrote were recorded there, um, look him up on uh, YouTube because it's a very interesting studio. It's like an old chapel that was remodeled. Um, look him up. So regarding this, Paul says that he tries to not have a sound of his own. He feels like part of his work is acoustic recording and the other part is electronic dance music production, which is his background and where he started. Um, and then basically everything else is formed by the artist that he's working with and the influences and the records that had shaped their style. So I don't really know how the sound sounded before Paul got involved. It doesn't really matter right now. They just gave it a shot and some pretty cool things came out on that partnership. So cheers to that. The James that we had heard before was kind of a blues, folk, singer-songwriter, kind of rock style. Um, but it wasn't all that he was. That was just the part that he chose to show us first. So now imagine the surprise of hearing a song with electronic synths and programmed drums and autotune. It didn't really sound like the change that we all knew, but maybe it did. James casually playing Rebel Rebel uh, by David Bowie. And Bowie is one of the main influences for this album. I love that he has a favorite quote of him that goes kind of like, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. Which actually was, I promise I won't bore you. But he took it to heart and the evolution started. Living on a bus tour for four years on and off, you kind of get secluded to that bubble that you live in, the same people, same music every night. You're no longer getting inspiration from the same things that you were getting back uh, when, you know, your life was a little bit more normal. So with that said, we all know that change is inevitable. And James was always a fan of this band that influenced this album. Um, he just didn't really get a chance to paint with that on the first record. So then I would get a second wave of what moved him from a young age 
And also from the summer before making the album, he claims to have been a little bit late to the party, but he was blasting Frank Ocean's Channel Orange all summer long while on vacation right before writing the songs for the second album. Thinking about you, you know, no, no, I've been thinking about you. Do you think about me still? Do you, do you, or do you not think so far ahead? Cause I've been thinking about forever. That was Thinking About You, and you can really hear the influence has been very present, but you can also hear the main reason why that happens, which is autotune. And in case you don't know what it is, it's basically a programming tool that allows the manipulation of the pitch of the track. So if a singer sings a note that it's too flat or too sharp, the program can lower or increase the pitch of that section to reach the desired note. It kind of sounds like a cheat, I know, and a lot people have been using it as such but a lot of others have been using it as a tool and as an instrument on its own to create you know sounds that are not as organic as the human voice take for example Daft Punk uh, with the song called Instant Crush with Julian Casablancas you can hear the voice being super uh, robotic but you can tell that that's what they were going for Another example of this is Beyonce's 7-Eleven, which I know sounds like someone who doesn't need autotune at all, but they used it in the song to create that feeling of her being at a busy, hectic party, which is clearly what the song talks about, and that is when they use it as a tool and not so much as a cheat. So to this point, autotune is almost like having a pedal on a guitar or adding reverb to a vocal. It's one, just one more tool on the studio that musicians can play around with and create new sounds. Sounds that, like I said, are not organic, but are exciting and unprecedented. Don't know what to say to you now Standing right in front of you Don't know how to fade in and out don't know how to play it cool Lose a little guard, let it down We don't have to think it through We've got to let go Now let's talk about the lyrics of the song which um, James has mentioned that the album talks about unity and togetherness and also taking a different approach to his writing and to his music that he's ever taken before he felt more confident in being upfront and really saying the things that he wanted to say and not having to go around it with uh, like a metaphor, which is still something that he'll use, of course, but now it's not 
I mean, he's older and he's inevitably lived through experiences that he's also grown into his craft. For the first verse, we are thrown into a situation where two people, um, lovers, have been apart for some time. We don't really know how long, but suddenly they're back together in the same room. And there's an intuitive way of moving in and out of that situation. The narrator of the song makes it very clear that there's no room for overthinking, just room for action. And these two people have a need for each other, physical or not, but they are together after some time apart. I wanna get it wilder, the kind that now slows down. I wanna take you higher, the hearts be the only sound. I wanna go where the lights burn up in your only mind. I wanna give you The first chorus comes in almost as a thought. The narrator stands in front of the person and thinks, I want to give you wild love. We first hear the drums in this chorus. Um, I kind of think they sound like a heartbeat. I don't know if you think the same, but let's have a listen again and really hear that. I want to give you wild love, the kind that now slows down. I want to take you Let our hearts be the only sound, it says, and it's right there beating with us as we listen. We are as close to these people as we can, and we also have a quite a few voices in the background as back background vocals. They're all James at different ranges and intensities, but they feel like a multitude of people expressing that feeling with him, like all at once. Try to call you to feel you close. Now the protagonist makes another mention of how far apart they've been from their loved ones. Mentioning Tokyo to me means I'm halfway around the world from you and I still need to hear your voice. It doesn't matter what they're doing, who they're with. It's part of the ambient noise because all they care about is their voices. And that's the one real connection, quite possibly miles and miles away. And right there at the end of that verse, the instruments literally disappear as the lyrics say there's always something else to lose. We missed two beats, the four and the one of each bar. They will come back all at once at the exact moment the lyrics say the word love. That is very well planned, sir. For the second chorus, we have a bigger instrumentation that we have for the first one. The drums are fuller and more rounded, and the second guitar makes a shy entrance with a staccato-style pick pattern. Yeah. 
very interesting how every line is repeated back as is confirming the feeling back to the first person. It also kind of feels like a mantra. They need to really believe that nothing can take this moment away from them. They are in the moment and it's only them in the entire universe. It doesn't really matter if there's work or school or other people waiting for them. This moment will not be taken from them and saying it back to each other kind of reassures the intention. Musically, there's a buildup that I just adore, um, leaving us all excited for the third and final chorus. James has said that, quote unquote, great songs have a great middle A. It's the journey takes you on to get you back to the chorus. And I completely agree. It's the buildup and the anticipation it creates only to explode on the final part of the song. Let's hear it. It's the final chorus. Here it comes. it's just me or not but i'm losing my mind by the end of the song the build-up was so progressive and so smart we don't really see it coming and then it all comes to an end everything goes very quiet and we're sonically right where we started at the beginning of the song the words wild love um, are repeated a few times and it reminds us that high or low the flame is still there and as a final clip i want to leave you with something that i found Bowie said about synthesizers back in the early 90s or late 80s about how they started working with them and why they created sounds that they did. What Eno and I found that was the most interesting aspect of the new music that we were doing at that time was actually working with synthesizers but throwing the manuals away so that we had no idea how the damn things worked. And it was the mistakes that they made that we found more interesting than the stuff that they were... Because these things are programmed by high-tech buffs who really don't have any sensibility of what can be done musically, so they put in the stuff that they believe musicians would want to use. And that's the stuff that you really don't want to hear because it's like fake strings and things like that. So if you got, get the wrong circuits going, you get all these crackles and farts coming out of these things. I mean, it just produces the most extraordinary sounds in different ranges. I've got to be honest, there's not a lot of information out there on how the song was recorded production-wise or what instruments were used. So I try to break it down as much as I possibly could, given that I'm not really a musician. But if you are and want to get back to me with insights that I might have missed, please do. I mean, I would love to learn more about what you all think about the song. Um, and again, all my handles are Teams James Bay, so you can find me on all socials. Let's get in touch. Um, also, let me know in the comments over on Instagram what songs you would like me to cover next. Let's be internet friends if we're not already and keep this conversation going. I want to thank you all so much for getting this far and listening to this podcast. I'm looking forward to having you all back for the next episode. So if you like this show, share it with your friends and please consider subscribing or following me here 
and all over social media. You can find me anywhere and everywhere as Team James Bay. Hold Back the Podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by me. My name is Laura, and I hope to see you soon. Take care. Happy holidays.